Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us again today for the second time in probably just a little over a year, I believe, Maya, Maya Bethany, the founder of the One in Three Foundation. Great to have you with us. Some exciting things coming up for you. Really glad to have you in the studio with us today. Thank you. We appreciate the opportunity. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning the day after the show airs. Hard to believe you've been going now since 2015. 2018 will actually be your third year in existence, and you have some big plans you're working on for next year, but also some things that are going on on a day-in, day-out basis, and some things coming up in the next few days we want to make sure that we talk about. Starting off with the basics. What is the One in Three Foundation? How did it get started? How did you come to found this organization? Well, the One in Three Foundation is a nonprofit organization that serves women who are survivors of childhood sexual abuse and sexual assault. And our goal is to educate and empower those women on their healing journey um, through counseling, support, and advocacy. Um, that is my story. I am a, a sexual abuse survivor from childhood. And so as I got older, I started to realize the commonality of how frequently I hear other women that will admit to being survivors. And I really wanted a resource in our community that helped those women heal. Um, adult women as mothers, wives, sisters, daughters, friends, co-workers, that we could all come together in that common um, common experience and heal together. And so um, that is the biggest part of what we do is the counseling support. Um, but we're really launching now into the advocacy and the community awareness aspect of what we do as well. Mm -hmm. And um, if I re remember correctly, one in three means one in three women uh, is or has been or will be a victim of sexual abuse at some point in her life. Correct. Our name comes from the statistic from the World Health Organization that yeah. one in three women will experience some type of sexual abuse or um, sexual misconduct in their lifetime. I know here locally what we see in the reports is that it's uh, about one in four girls um, mm. are reported. Um, if you look at the numbers that come in through Smith County Statistics, but we know that those numbers are a lot higher, um, and unfortunately yeah. it goes to un, um, not being reported. Right. And so um, we chose one in three because we felt that that was more um, comprehensive and at the same time conveyed the commonality of it. Um, if you think about one in three women, if you just go through your day and think of every third woman that you encounter during the course of your day, mm. Um, that's a large number of, of people who have been affected by this. Uh, pretty scary, to be quite honest about it. And uh, important to note, and I think you mentioned it uh, just in passing a minute ago, This is, and we have other agencies, other organizations, people in the community. Uh, Tyler, uh, Longview, East Texas, pretty strong community for this sort of thing. We have agencies like the East Texas Crisis Center, but this specifically targets women who are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And I understand that when you founded this organization, that was the main thing or one of the main things you had in mind. What is the ongoing continuing support mechanism for women who uh, have lived through this and grown to adulthood and still have to deal with it on a day-in, day-out basis? Correct. We commend especially the East Texas Crisis Center for the work that they do, especially with their sexual assault program. They're there in the immediate aftermath. Um, and the Children's Advocacy Center of Smith County, we're a, a community partner of their, theirs as well. Our focus is on the fact that a lot of times the victims don't come forward in the immediate aftermath. And right. a lot of times this is for women who this happened to them when they were five or six years old and mm -hmm. now they're in their, their mid-40s and they're just 
recognizing how much it's impacted their lives. And it's something that you never really truly stop dealing with. You might get to a point in counseling and therapy or group support where um, the trauma or the, the traits of um, the impact of that it causes post-traumatic stress disorder, um, anxiety, depression, alcoholism, addiction. We see all types of uh, coping mechanisms in response to uh, sexual abuse and sexual assault trauma. Um, and it might get to a point where you're in recovery from those things, but at some point, again, as life goes on, it will impact you again. And so we recognize that this is a long-term, lifelong effort in the healing process. So there is no, you know, we work with you for a year and then that's it. Uh, we will work with you for however long you need to keep coming. Mm -hmm. You're a 501c3 nonprofit organization and um, don't have an actual office. I know there are some things that you're working on for 2018 that may change that, but uh, basically, uh, the way people can contact you face-to-face -face is through some of the events and activities and meetings, support group meetings and things like that that you have. And what I'm getting to is how they can contact you. The phone number is 903-881-3091. You can also email info at oneandthreefoundation.org, and those are the numerals one and three, and oneandthreefoundation.org is the very helpful and informative website that people can go to if they want more information. We'll repeat this later in the show probably several times. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you have access to all of those. Uh, and uh, your uh, website users, uh, Internet users, have access to that as well. Wanted to make sure that we got that out there. Mentioned that you're a 501c3 nonprofit. Everybody is a volunteer, including you, governed by a volunteer board of directors and supported by two counselors right now and the first thing we want to talk about as far as what you actually do support group meetings these happen uh, let's see once a month is that the schedule uh, we have one group that meets weekly and then we have another group that meets once a month okay and the tuesday night weekly meetings these are for women only there's an, a couple of other events coming up that are for men only we'll get to those later in the show tuesday night weekly meetings for sexual trauma survivors with ptsd first time most of us ever heard of ptsd was when we started hearing about it cropping up among veterans of specifically the Vietnam War. Other wars, too, but that was the one that really brought it to people's attention. It's still largely perceived as a military-related syndrome or disorder, but it isn't. Let's talk about that and what you're doing and the person who's very highly qualified um, who's helping you out with this. Correct. Uh, most of the time when people think of PTSD, they do. They automatically associate it with soldiers. And we've started to see more about that as the stigma about PTSD is removed because of the military um, and the efforts of those, those soldiers coming home. And so we're very thankful for that level of awareness. Uh, we work with a, a local counselor or a local counselor, another volunteer counsel, Dr. Uh, Daniel Williams and Brenda McBride. And they've done some research and some projects working with veterans and Part of what they provided us was the fact that not every soldier that goes off to war or combat comes home with PTSD. But universally, if you look at sexual trauma survivors, PTSD is a common trait amongst all survivors mm -hmm. uh, in some capacity. And so um, we started really looking at how PTSD in women who have been uh, sexually traumatized what what it causes and so we see a lot of uh, anxiety depression again addiction alcoholism 
uh, sex and love addiction, codependency. There are so many different coping mechanisms to numb that pain of that post-traumatic stress disorder. And so it's depriving these women of living a healthy and vibrant life. And so we really wanted to bring something to the community specific to them, but went beyond cognitive therapy, which cognitive therapy is, is talk therapy. And we do provide that as well, but we really recognize with PTSD, it's in the body. Your body is keeping score of that trauma. Mm. And so with the PTSD group, we do a lot of body-based healing. And Brenda McBride is the only licensed counsel social worker in the state of Texas um, certified in TRE, which is trauma release exercises. And uh, actually just did a workshop at ETMC for the community in regards to uh-huh. that. And it's something very, very uh, interesting because it, it helps the body release that trauma. Hmm. Uh, and um, you can look it up if you go to, to YouTube. You can watch videos of how that, mm-hmm. that, that process is out. She also uses uh, EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization uh, reprocessing. And uh, it's basically in how the body holds that trauma through memories um, and unlocking those memories. Sometimes it's suppressed memories as well. Um, people might have been abused or victimized more than once, but they don't remember every incident. And it's not that those are being uncovered to make them relive that, but it's a part of the healing process to get through that. Mm -hmm. This is In Focus. I'm John Sims. We are talking with Maya Bethany, the founder of the One in Three Foundation. And we move on. Tuesday night weekly meetings for sexual trauma survivors with PTSD. Those are held at the Lone Star Church, which is at 604 West 4th Street in Tyler. If uh, you know where Trinity Baptist used to be up until uh, not terribly long ago, it's where 4th and 5th Streets split off or uh, come together to form Glenwood Boulevard, real easy to find. It's near the Tyler ISD Plyler Complex, if you're kind of wondering where that is. These are from 6 to 7 p.m. once a month on uh, Tuesday nights. And any particular Tuesday of the month? Uh, that group actually meets weekly, so that's 6 to 7 every Tuesday night. Excuse me, I, uh, uh, my mistake. There is another group we're going to talk about in a minute that meets once a month. So this group, the PTSD group, meets weekly on Tuesday nights at uh, Lone Star Church, 6 to 7 p.m. Child care is provided, too, and again, it's led by Brenda McBride, the only licensed, licensed social worker in the state trained in trauma release exercises. Um, every third Tuesday of the month, this, these are the monthly meetings, right? This is another group that meets, and it's also facilitated. This is actually this is facilitated by a licensed professional counselor, counselor Kendra Bennett, and this is a meeting for sexual trauma survivors. It's at Cross Brand Cowboy Church on Farm to Market Road, 2015, in the Winona area. It's close to Winona, near um, off of 270 Highway 271. Mm-hmm. Tell us about those meetings and how they differ from um, the PTSD meetings and what they focus on. Well, with the PTSD group, again, there's a lot of body-based healing. Um, sometimes. Uh, folks are taken away from the group so that they can go do individual work if mm-hmm. they're um, if they're showing signs of you know panic or any anxiety during the meeting or even shutting down. With this other group, it's um, it's more of a fellowship. Um, they do exercises as far as journaling, uh, workbook, and practical reading exercises from books that are dealing with healing. Uh, and the counselor who leads this is also a survivor and is very vocal about being sur- a survivor. Uh, so this group is a, is a support group in the fact that it gives um, attendees something that they can take home with them and work on as well throughout 
the course of that next month through those exercises and book readings and journalings um, to work through that um, on their own time as well. Okay, and that's uh, the meeting for sexual trauma survivors in the Winona area on Farm Road 2015 at Cross Brand Cowboy Church every third Tuesday of the month, and then the Tuesday night weekly meetings at Lone Star Church in Tyler. That raises a question. Um, you uh, have two meetings that are actually kind of far flung. One of them is in Tyler. One of them is in Winona. And the basic question here is, uh, what is your uh, geographic base? Uh, can we go with a normal anyone within the sound of our voices is more than welcome to attend? Or is it basically a Smith County group? How does that work? We are a, a Smith County-based organization. However, we do have attendees that come from all over. There's a young lady that's participating that comes from Athens. We have a young lady that drives okay. all the way from Longview. So, if again, if you, if you hear this and you're um, in need of our services, don't let the fact that you're outside of Smith County stop you from reaching out to us. Um, and if, if the drive is a matter, then we will work with you to find find counseling services or support services that are close to where you are. Okay. You're getting about uh, 20 regulars a week at the Tuesday night meetings of the PTSD group, about 15 for the group at Cross Brand Cowboy Church for sexual trauma survivors. And uh, that's going to vary. It's going to fluctuate. But uh, it sounds like in both cases, you have a pretty good solid group of regulars who show up. And of course, you're always welcoming to folks who are there for the first time or who can only come occasionally so uh, and that's important to create that comfortable welcoming warm atmosphere for people who are having to deal with this right it's not about walking in and having to share your story the first time that you come in mm -hmm. you don't even have to share your story we understand why you're there if you're coming in we know why you're there right uh, it's a matter of like you said it being a fellowship and I actually was at the PTSD group um, about two weeks ago and uh, to observe and meet with the ladies and talk with them and there was someone that was brand new and she didn't feel like an outsider at all they're very very welcoming um, they call themselves a family of warriors and um, mm. so they say you're joining the warrior group when you work with them and so uh, it's it's really beautiful how receptive and open they are they even have their own private uh, Facebook group um, that they go in and post information about when they need support or what they're dealing with and they respond to each other so it's not so close-knit that they don't have room for anybody else they're welcoming of anybody else it's great mm -hmm. you bet Maya Bethany our guest this morning on in focus I'm John Sims talking about Maya's organization the one in three foundation cultivating programs to support recovery and provide an outlet for women still healing from childhood sexual abuse and assault and the phone number 903-881-3091 if you want to learn more you can also email info at one and three foundation.org numerals one and three and the website is one and three foundation.org using the numerals one in three if you want to find out more going that route also you can get more information on facebook twitter and linkedin other programs and services you have uh, lunch and learn workshop series this is quarterly and tell us a little bit more about where that happens and how it works we hold our lunch and learn workshop series at uh, the Weisenbaker conference center at christus mother francis hospital in tyler um, we've been very fortunate to have some great speakers come in we try to do this again quarterly to offer it to not just the community, but to healthcare providers, law enforcement, social workers, nurses. The goal with this is in recognizing some of the traits and the symptoms that go with sexual trauma survivors. Again, uh, back to the PTSD that sometimes those symptoms manifest themselves in, um, you know, bipolar as being bipolar disorder, but yeah. it's not. It's PTSD. Or if somebody's um, 
an addict or they've got chronic problems with alcohol abuse, that might be a coping mechanism for what's at the heart of really what's going on with them. So our goal with the Lunch and Learns is to really educate those in the community that come in contact with survivors who are really struggling about ways that they can get them help, um, be it through our organization or some of the other organizations in town, and help them to get out of that cycle of um, dealing with um, you know, the bad behaviors that go along with trying to, to numb the pain of what they experienced. Uh, we did one in April that was when someone you love was sexually abused, and it was at capacity of family members, um, spouses, and people wanting to understand how they can better help those folks that are survivors, but also practice self-care for themselves. Uh, we had one that was on uh, health and wellness as a survivor, what you can do, um, you know, I, I jokingly say, rather than go and eating a, a half bag of flaming Hot Cheetos, which is what I used to love to, to do sometimes when yeah. I would have a bad day. It's pretty tempting. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you can do to practice self-care in those moments um, to really reduce stress and anxiety in a healthy manner. Uh, and so we... Our next um, event, our next Lunch and Learn that we're, we were supposed to have in November has been replaced by another program that we'll talk about here shortly. Okay, and these are normally held, what, uh, what, what months are they usually held? About every three months. We see about January, April, um, June or July, and then somewhere around September or October typically. Okay, and in this case, November, early November, coming up very soon. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, these Lunch and Learn workshops for, community, for the community, for care providers, law enforcement. You can also get CEUs, continuing education units, if you're a professional, and they're held again at the Weisenbaker Conference Center at Christus Mother Francis Hospital, Tyler. Along with that, counseling services for women with little to no income. Tell us a little about that, how it works, how you can set up uh, something for that's tailored to you personally if you want to meet with a counselor. Correct. We, have, um, we do have phone support currently, so if someone calls um, I typically provide them uh, with the information about our support meetings, but if someone's um, in distress or it's not a, a hotline, we want to stress that it's not something that's um, a hotline type of support service that's going to be with the East Texas Crisis Center and we encourage folks to reach out to them. But if someone calls and is looking at um, counseling services and is feeling fretful, we do everything that we can to connect them with a counselor as soon as possible um, via phone. Uh, and then once that counselor speaks with them and they can determine if that person can come in and begin to see them. If that person contacts them through us and we put them in connection with the counselor, uh, if they are not able to provide uh, financial support on their own for their counseling services, we let the counselor work with them on determining what that looks like, and then that counselor works with us to pay for that that client sessions. Okay, and if they do want to make that phone call, is it that main number, 903-881-3091? Okay, very good. Uh, now, we talked a little bit about the quarterly Lunch and Learn workshop series. Instead of that, for the month of November, November 1st and 2nd, coming up very, very soon. We kind of caught you just in time to talk about this, as a matter of fact. Uh, a partnership with Men Can Stop Rape. This is a Washington, D.C.-based organization for a couple of events in Smith County coming up November 1st and November 2nd. And let's start with the November 1st event. Where do you stand? Just go ahead and tell us all about that, Maya. The Where Do You Stand, um, we extended an invite to um, public schools in Smith County to attend about a two-hour workshop with um, guides from Men Can Stop Rape on 
topics such as bystander intervention, um, changing the culture around them, um, healthy respect and relationships with women, um, and just cultivating young men to have sort of the respect and the accountability when working with women or talking with women or even in their personal relationships that puts a stop to what we're seeing. We would love nothing more than for that one in three statistic to not exist. Um, and we feel like to get to that, we have to get to the root of why this is happening. And so we felt like we do so much with women that we really wanted to start partnering with men on how do we change this? How do we create a culture where this doesn't exist? And so um, part of how it came about with the student athletes was through uh, my normal profession of being a sports reporter and working with schools and teams i really started to see the impact of that team concept mm -hmm. there's been no great greater motivator i think sometimes than sports and the camaraderie that comes with being a teammate um, and team captains always have the most power they are the leaders of the team they're the most vocal and they set the tone for the rest of how those other you know 50 young men sometimes behave and so uh, we reached out to Men Can Stop Rape, worked with them on when they could come to Tyler to develop this, and we reached out to the schools in Smith County, and they were extremely receptive of wanting to have their athletes there and their coaches there for this training. Okay. You mentioned that you're a sports reporter with Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, maybe some of you have seen Maya on TV on a Friday or a Saturday, just to kind of... Uh, if anybody's out there thinking, wait a minute, I know this person, that, that may be how you know her. And uh, it's all this is kind of one of those rare situations when your uh, day job, as it were, coincides with uh, all the volunteer hours that you put in with uh, what you're doing with the One in Three, uh, One in Three Foundation. Talking to Maya Bethany, founder of the One in Three Foundation, I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. One in Three providing or cultivating programs in the community to support recovery and provide an outlet for women still healing from childhood sexual abuse. Getting back to November 1st and talking about the uh, Men Can Stop Rape event, going to happen 10 a.m. to noon, November 1st, in the Little Theater at Robert E. Lee High School. And uh, if you want to learn more about it, register. I guess you really just kind of need to call that phone number again, 903-881-3091. Or is the, uh, what, uh, do they go to the website or possibly email you? Well, this, is, this was done through directly through the school. So if someone hears this and would like for their school to participate, uh, they would n first need to contact their athletic director okay. uh, um, to get that set up. But um, at this time, we're very excited about the schools who are participating. We've got Tyler ISD, both high schools are participating, White House ISD, Lindale, Bullard, Chapel Hill um, have all agreed to, to send students. Okay. Coming up the day after that, November 2nd, and we're back at the Weisenbaker Conference Center at uh, Christus Mother Francis Hospital. Tyler, this is called What Does Healthy Masculinity Mean to You? That's a town hall and training Thursday, November 2nd. The event for men only, and it's going to be from 9.30 to 11 in the morning, and then lunch will be provided, and then there will be training from 11.30 until 1. So basically we're talking about a 9.30 a.m. till 1 p.m. time frame on November the 2nd. What does healthy masculinity mean to you? Tell us just a little bit about what that entails and how folks can sign on for it. Well, what we've started to see, um, especially in response to our efforts and what we're doing in the community, uh, we've definitely seen it in the last few weeks with the prominence of the Harvey Weinstein cases um, and the hashtag MeToo movement. Mm -hmm. And so that's that started sort of this conversation about 
what is healthy masculinity? Um, we've even, um, if we go back, I, I know um, about a year or so ago, the topic came up through the, the locker room uh, talk, so to speak. What is locker room talk? And that became a, a, a kind of a jumping off point of, you know, how how is it okay for men to say certain things in certain situations about women? Is that ever okay? Mm -hmm. So if I went around and I asked 10 different men, what does healthy masculinity mean to you? I'm going to get 10 different responses. Uh, I'm sure Um, you would. There is, we feel a way that our culture is starting to move into such a way that um, women are being more demeaned. And so again, we go back to that one in three statistic of sexual assault and sexual abuse. And so the healthy masculinity aspect of it and what we hope to do through this town hall conversation and the training thereafter is to help men um, to serve in their communities as leaders um, that can cope with the changing world at this time, the, the changing nature of women in the workplace, women um, in professions such as mine that are typically male-dominated, how um, do men respond to those situations? And we hope that that type of leadership training, that they can go back and be better husbands, better dads, better co-workers um, from just having this type of conversation. Okay. And several storytellers will be on hand. We'll mention a couple of them who are well-known in the community. Uh, KLTV meteorologist Mark Skirto, John Tyler, head football coach Rickland Holmes, several other very uh, well-qualified, from what I can gather, very well-qualified individuals who will be on hand as well. And how do you sign up for it? Go to the website, or how does that work? Uh, you can go to our reg- uh, website at one in 3 foundationorg uh, If you go to events, the events page, there is a registration link that will take you directly okay. to it. Or you can either call us at 903-881-3091 uh, to RSVP or email us at info at one in 3 foundationorg to RSVP as well. Okay, again, just kind of summing up November 1st, the Where Do You Stand event for high school male athletes and coaches in Smith County, and then November 2nd, what does healthy masculinity mean to you? Um, let's see. Uh, November 1st from 10 to noon in the Little Theater at Robert E. Lee High School. Call your athletic director for more information on that. And then November 2nd, uh, actually November 1st is where do you stand, excuse me. And then November 2nd is what does healthy masculinity mean to you. That's November 2nd at uh, Christus Mother Francis Hospital, Tyler, from 930 in the morning until 1 in the afternoon. Go to the website, uh, 1in3foundation.org for more information on that. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. Actually, a little bit more than that. Uh, Enough time to just kind of briefly mention some things we want to talk about. There is an Evolve Women's Conference coming up on March 8th. That location is to be determined in conjunction with International Women's Day. Tell us just a little bit about what that's going to entail. We're working in the very early planning stages for this event, but we wanted to bring something to Smith County specifically for women that entails health and wellness, uh, financial management, your place in the uh, workplace, knowing your worth um, for the, the work that you do, and also just an opportunity for women to fellowship as women in the community. If we again go back to our statistic of one in three women are survivors, um, this is something that doesn't get talked about. And so this is not necessarily a survivor-specific event. However, we realize that there will be survivors there. Um, and so we hope to offer tools to help them um, create the life that they, they want, whether it be entrepreneurship, whether it just be stress reduction, whether it be getting their finances in order, whatever we can do to help women in 
uh, Smith County. So we are working on that and, and should have announcements uh, in the coming weeks. We'll have save the dates on social media and our website. Good. Uh, how you can get involved, serve on the board of directors. You're always looking for board members and folks can volunteer at one of your events or activities. Just about anything and everything we've discussed during the show today, you can use some volunteer help. So do, by all means, call that number 903-881-3091 or email info at 103foundation.org if you want more information on how you personally can be involved. Uh, just a little while to talk about what's going to be happening in 2018. One of your goals is to hire a full-time paid executive director. And then I'm, I would imagine you'd maybe be looking at setting up a, a brick-and-mortar office. So uh, 2018 could turn out to be a pivotal year for you if things really go, if things go as planned. Correct. We're looking to do a, a, a capital campaign that would help us support um, the facility. Our goal is to have a structure that um, would house our office, but also be able to hold um, our meetings. Um, that doesn't mean that we're going to take our meetings out of the locations that they're at currently or um, move them away from being in the community. We really like the fact that we are in several locations. Uh, this would just be an added benefit to have a, a continuous place. Um, and then also that campaign would fund the executive director position. Mm -hmm. Speaking of funding, you do get a lot of grants from private foundations, but folks can also donate. They can donate online on your website if you want to support the One in Three Foundation financially. And uh, all of a sudden, we're about done. Maya Bethany, just really appreciate your coming in and sharing again this morning about the One in Three Foundation and your plans for continued growth. Thanks so much for coming in and keeping us up to speed on what you're up to. Well, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. You bet. Maya Bethany of the One in Three Foundation, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus. <laughs>